There's a place in football for all of us. If you're ready to get involved with the game, head to usafootball.com slash league finder. The Football for All podcast shares interesting stories happening in and around the game. I'm Jesse Giorzi. This season, we talk with people helping bring football to everyone and those impacted by the idea of football for all. some kids on my team they'd be talking like their mom wants to be the team mom and like stuff like that and like you know get stuff get snacks for kids before the games or like something like that I'm like man uh, my mom just like wants to be coaching the game you know she wants to be on the field telling us what to do she doesn't she doesn't want to be sitting back and just kind of be there she's always into the mix for me personally, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, it would be very cool to be like, you know, the, you know, one of the the few um, mother and sons that actually represented um, the U.S. national team in tackle football. Parents wear a lot of hats, football parents especially. They can be coaches, league leaders cooks, officials, chauffeurs, cheerleaders, and more. They play an important role in growing the game and passing down their love for football to their children. When we think of legacy children in football, we think of fathers and sons, the Mannings, the Longs, the Sertans, the Winslows, the McCaffreys. Not to mention hundreds more in college and thousands in high school. But it's not always dad and son. You've got to be a tough mother to play adult tackle football while working a 9-to-5. That's who this story is about. Two moms who have played tackle football at the highest level and represented the U.S. in international competition. Two mothers who now have sons trying to do that exact same thing. This is part two of our series of conversations with moms and sons who both play traditional 11-v-11 tackle football. Last week, we chatted with Star and Keon, and this week, we continue that conversation speaking with another mom and son that both play the game, Elizabeth and Keon. One thing to note, both boys have the same name, but spell it differently. Elizabeth, we'll start with you. What what role did sports play in, in your childhood? What sports did you play growing up? Um, so I, I grew up... Um in a baseball household. So my mom, um, had us playing baseball, you know, um, my, my early childhood years. Um, and then we moved out to the country, um, when I was 10 and there wasn't really, you know, organized youth leagues out there. Um, but you could play for the, I don't even know if the elementary schools had sports teams, I'm trying to remember. Um, but anyway, I, I ended up in um, in high school playing fast pitch softball, um, you know, freshman, junior, uh, freshman, sophomore, junior. And then my senior year, I was actually cut from the softball team and um, decided that I wasn't just going to be sitting around feeling sorry for myself. And so I, I went and banged on the algebra teacher's door and um, asked her if I could join the track team. And um, I was able to join the track team and we ended up um, or I ended up actually getting nominated or, or selected as the captain um, of the throwing team. Um, and I threw shot and disc my senior year in high school. Um, 
I, you know, that that's about it for my, my childhood sports. You know, we played backyard football all the time, nothing organized, but friends and family and cousins and neighborhood, neighborhood children would come. And we had a big, um, we had a big front yard. We had about five acres of land and uh, we had a big, big front yard and we would turn that front yard into our football field. Um, so on Monday nights, we would go and get the the lights from my dad's garage and we would set them up down the tree line of the yard and we would have Monday night football under the lights um, and, uh, you know, and get after it that way. Um, but that that's about it for sports as a, as a child. And beyond playing just, I guess, in the, in the front yard there in the, in the country version of Monday Night Football, what, what role did football play? Uh, or what was your early football experience like? Obviously starting maybe as a little bit of not an organized game and, and as a fan, but when did that sort of transition into, into playing a little bit maybe more organized or looking at football as a, as a sport you could take more seriously? Yeah. So, so, you know, growing up um, in, you know, the Cleveland area, obviously we all know that the Cleveland Browns fans are like arguably the most intense fans and diehard loyal fans. So even though I grew up um, at a time where we were in a, um, drastic losing streak year after year. Um, we were always loyal fans. So from a, from a football perspective, my family, you know, was always into football. Um, my brother played football in high school. I got to play some powder puff my, my senior year, I think, which I, I absolutely loved and hated at the same time because I wanted to just play football with the boys. Cause I felt like the boys, um, you know, if you were playing football with the boys, it was a big deal. Um, and then graduated from high school. I didn't go to college. Um, so I didn't have any collegiate college experience. And I was probably around 21, 22. And I had heard a, a commercial on the radio for the Cleveland Fusion. Um, and they advertised it as a women's professional tackle football team. And I immediately like went to the computer and I started Googling it and looking it up. And sure enough, I found the website and submitted an email like, hey, I, I want to play. How do I play? And um, they had said their roster was full already for the year and they'd be in touch in the fall for tryout information. And sure enough, that October, I went and tried out and made the team and um, fell in love with the sport, um, you know, fell in love with, um, you know, just just being an athlete and being a part of a, a team that was bigger than just me. Um, and and end of story. Right. I've, I've been playing for 17 seasons now. Um, you know, so that that's, you can imagine that I've spent the better part of my adult life, um, in the women's football world. Talk to me about the, the transition of, you know, right around then you're also becoming a mom and that's got its own, obviously different set of, of challenges and, uh, and, and, and things like that, just balancing your general work and life and motherhood is one thing. And you're adding on to a hobby that you're spending as much time or, you know, uh, I don't say hobby to, to take a detract from it, but not a full-time job is football, uh, you know, and having to add that to the, to the plate. So talk to me about when that, um, you know, early parts of parenthood and football overlapping and how you're able to, to juggle that and figure things out. For sure. So I, I think for me, it was, um, you know, right after I had had Keon, I actually found out I was pregnant um, halfway through my rookie season. So I was playing and I, by halftime, I would be wiped out and not know what was wrong with me. I'm like, what is going on? I can't, you know, I, I normally had stamina to easily get through a game or finish a play or finish a drive. And I 
was finding myself just lacking that stamina and really kind of dragging um, and getting sick on the sidelines at halftime. And sure enough, I was pregnant. Um, so I, I played um, up until about four months pregnant and then I had stopped playing um, my rookie year. Well, obviously I had key on that December um, and then tryout or not tryouts, but practices start in January for women's football traditionally. So, you know, I, I was a mom then and I'm like, well, I don't know if I can be a football player anymore because I'm a mom and being a mom immediately does something to you. Right. Like women in general, you know, have that more of that kind of um, motherly sense or, or nurturing sense. But but becoming a mom and having your own your own child, it it softens you a little bit. Right. Because everything's no longer about you. Everything is about this child that you had, right. And you want to give everything and protect this baby. And you're just, you're literally just an emotional basket case. Um, so I, I remember vividly going to my first practice after having Keon and I was sitting, um, on the turf, we were in our line stretching during warmups and I, I had all this anxiety up until that point. I was sitting there and I'm stretching and I just felt, I've never felt more at home, right? In my entire life than being back on that football field. And it was at that moment that I realized that I can be a mom and I can still be a hell of a football player. And that my passion for football wanted to keep me in football and wanted to keep me, you know, um, involved in the sport. And, and so I didn't let it stop me. You know, it, it was difficult. Absolutely. You know, women's football, there's no getting paid to play, you know, so you're working a full-time job, you're taking care of your families, you have your children, right. You, um, have all your other life responsibilities, but then you have to figure out a way to make practices three times a week, you know, for several hours a day. And, almost every weekend in the spring through the early summer, you're gone traveling, playing games. Um, and Keon just became a part of that lifestyle with me. You know, I would take him and he would sit on the sidelines and he would be with me practicing. And, um, and, and that just became our routine. Keon, what do you remember about that uh, as a, as a kid, obviously now, you know, maybe that first couple of practices when you were just uh, not even lifting your head up, you don't remember much, but Thinking back to to the youngest you were when you remember watching mom play or going to mom pra mom's practices or cheering her on during games, what were some of your early memories about watching your mom play the game? Um, some of my earlier memories, I remember I always go to the, I always go to practice with her, um, and she and I'd go with her to practice. So um, we'd be together at, on the way to practice. And then once we got there, she'd send me to the sidelines. And usually I'd just sit around whoever's um, either if they had someone's like significant other or if, you know, the, the, um, the nurse or whatever is there, the trainer, sorry. Uh, I'd hang around them. Or then uh, some of the ladies on the team had kids as well. So I'd, I'm usually always with, I was usually always with somebody and um, we'd always play catch or, just watch them play. And then I always remember, um, since I was always bigger, every time they needed an extra person or anything, it'd always be me, Keon coming onto the field, help me do this, help me do that. And so I was always doing that, uh, come practices. And then game time, I never, I don't think I ever went to the games with her. I'd always, um, I'd always go with like her sister or, 
her mom or my uncle. Um, they'd always come pick me up and take me to the game. And um, I'd sit with them. I'd sit with them for probably about the first half of the game. And then I would manage to find my way on the sidelines um, for the rest of the game. And then whenever the game's over. When did you, so you, you know, you're, you're filling in now and then to, to be an extra blocker or whatever during, during practices and things like that. So when did you decide you wanted to, to pick the sport up yourself or, or when were you like, Hey, like mom's doing this. It looks like something I want to do too. What was that first experience? So, or when, when did you decide that you wanted to give it a shot? Um, I think I started playing football like second grade, something like that, whenever you could first start. Well, I started playing tackle football, I think it was like second grade, maybe. I played flag, like just like little, little peewee flag. You know, you can't really do too much as a lineman, but I was playing a little peewee flag. And then as soon as you're allowed to, I decided to play tackle. I was always the biggest kid on the team. So I'd always play up a year. So I'd play with the kids a year older than me. And then after that, so I'd play, so I played with the kids uh, a year older than me. And then after that year's over with, I then stay in that like same, that same like team. We, we had an ABC team. So I'd stay in the same C team and um, play then again with my, like my year, my friends and stuff like that. And then I had, um, I had skipped B team. So I went straight to A team, which is like the big kids is what I thought. And I played up a year there with, all the kids that uh, are a year older th- than me. And it was always fun. And my dad ended up being the coach of that youth team. So um, that was fun. And then um, after after my, my youth still, after the A team, I then jumped up to, it was called JV. And so that was when like, you're probably, you're probably getting to the age of like, 12, maybe 11. Yeah, I think like middle school, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And um, so then I really started to like understand understand the game and like understand form and like your technique and stuff like that, um, which she like could help me with since she's been through it for multiple years now, or she was, had been through it. Yeah, what was that first, uh, you know, the, those early experiences, I guess, from from your side of things, Elizabeth, like, you know, obviously you wanting you wanted to encourage him and, and have him enjoy the game that you love so much. So how did you transition from a, a mom that's bringing him to practice and being supportive in that way to a mom that's coaching him up and giving him some very specific feedback on the way he's playing the game and, and all that? Yeah, it was. Um, so I'm I'm a I'm not a very soft-spoken person anyway, nor am I shy. Um, So when it comes to something I'm extra passionate about, and I think that, you know, parents are extra passionate about their their kids playing sports, right? You get very much involved and excited and, you know, you see their potential and you want to help them and you just want them to be their best and play their best. Um, There were there were so many times that I I um, I would find myself being kind of overly hands-on with him where I needed to just allow him to kind of, you know, figure it out for himself or allow his coaches to coach. Um, But I I would always see an opportunity for him to get better and knowing that I could help him get better. You know, I always wanted to be able to do that. And um, 
I remember one of his youth years, I, I wanted to take the O-line and I wanted to coach the O-line. And I remember asking Keon about it because I was just going to go to the coaches and ask if I could do it. And I remember asking Keon about it specifically, you know, and seeing if, um, if I could go and be the O-line coach. And he was just like, no, mom, no. Why can't you just be a normal mom? And I'm like, and at first like that, that like hit me like, oh no, he doesn't think I'm a normal mom. And then I stopped for a second. I said, you know, there's, there's not much normal about me and I don't want to be a normal mom, you know? Um, but it, it was a fine line. I, I, I still expect so much from him and I, I have a crazy work ethic, which I think has contributed to just, you know, my success in sports and in life. And, um, I, I want Keon to see, you know, what, um, working hard can get you, you know? Um, and I always try to help him apply that to what he's doing, even if he can't stand me for it. So Keon, if mom's not your formal O-line coach, of course, she's still giving you some pointers. She's, she's coaching you up and, and encouraging you in some of those things from, uh, from your perspective, what's that been like to, to have, um, a mom that's not just again, supporting you as a mom, but also, you know, talking technique, encouraging you during plays, during games and, and being able to, to share a lot of those same experiences with you that, that are going through, you know, off season practices and games and ups and downs and things like that through football. Yeah. Um, so we, she probably, she used to like coach me up with stuff um, probably around like my middle school, like seventh and eighth grade uh, phase. And then uh, when I got to high school, it was really where you really like get actual coaching by actual coaches. So come like freshman year, I pretty much knew like mostly everything you need to know, um, which is then when we started to like re- relate on like everything when we talked about it and uh, like watching film, we can talk, you know, like, oh, that was a nice double or, you know, stuff like that, which is cool. Cause like most people can't do that with their moms. What ways, I guess, or, or how have you seen, um, you know, your relationship with your mom be different than some of your teammates relationships with, with their mom, um, just based on, I'm guessing most of your teammates' moms aren't playing tackle football for half of their life. Um, and you know, their entire adult life. So how are some of those, how do you feel like your relationship different or some of the different conversations you might have with your mom that, you know, pretty, pretty well that, uh, your teammates aren't having those sort of same conversations with their moms. Yeah, no, I know that for sure. Like, I have some kids on my team, they'd be talking to like their mom wants to be the team mom and like stuff like that. And like, you know, get stuff, get snacks for kids before the games or like something like that. I'm like, man, uh, my mom just like wants to be coaching the game, you know, she wants to be on the field telling us what to do. She doesn't, she doesn't want to be sitting back and just kind of be there. She's always into the mix or wants to be at least. Um, if she can't be, um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely different. Elizabeth, for you, what, what was that like? I think you talked about like, you know, you, you're good with not being a, a normal mom and, and that kind of thing, kind of embracing that rather, but was it always the the same and, and, and not that Keon's career is obviously, um, you know, just starting what's your experience been like, um, 
with other moms on on the teams that uh, that Keon's played with throughout his career? Has it always been easily accepted? Has it always been like that mom plays tackle? Like what? Like what sort of those looks or conversations that you've had uh, with uh, with other moms um, uh, throughout Keon's youth career? Yeah, so so you know, moms are funny, um, but but some some mom people in general don't. Um, don't necessarily know how to accept a woman that plays or a girl that plays tackle football or wants to play tackle football because um, it's not the normal, right? So they don't know, you know, that, that, that it's okay for women to want to play a violent sport like that. Right. And that we absolutely have the physical ability to do so. Um, Some moms thought I was crazy. Some moms, um, would fangirl over me a little bit, I think. Um, and then some of the dads too, was a little, a little creepy. (laughs) Um, but, um, you know, they, they, uh, it, it was a mix. It was a mix of people that were like, oh, that's that mom or, oh yeah, she plays tackle football or, you know, um, I'm, I'm very opinionated when it comes to watching football or, you know, um, very vocal when watching football. Um, and so it just, it, you know, it was, um, it was kind of all over the place. It was a mix of the, of the response that I would get from the, from the moms. Elizabeth, you've had the opportunity to, to play for the national team. Um, and I think a couple times, what would that mean for you as, as Keon's been, uh, at combine earlier this year for our, our youth or our, excuse me, our high school national team, what would it mean for you if, if Keon was able to, to be named to the the same family of teams, although obviously a different one, um, as you once were. Yeah. You know, I think that, um, the, the team USA experience for me was life changing, right. You know, it was, it was something that a lot of, um, that most women will never get the chance to do, right. You get to go and you get to do nothing but football for three weeks, right. And two a day practices for two weeks for training camp. And then, followed by the week of games and just the experience and being on the field with those like-minded women who are just, you know, out there to um, contribute to being the best and, and winning the gold medal. And for, from an experience standpoint alone, I would want that for him, you know, to be able to feel that and, and, um, and, and hoping he would get out of it, you know, kind of some of what I got out of it, which was there's so much opportunity in this world Right. And and there's so many um, dynamic people from all different areas and all different walks of life and all different shapes and sizes when it comes to football, too. Right. Um, And um, just the the way that the the sport brings you together and you truly kind of have a family there. Um, And I want that for him. You know, I want him to to be able to feel that and be able to win that gold medal and, and just let that drive him. Right. And continue to kind of fuel his his passion and his fire for future successes in life. Um, for me personally, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, it would be very cool to be like, you know, the, you know, one of the, the few uh, mother and sons that actually represented um, the U S national team in tackle football. Right. Like that, that's a pretty cool thing to say. Um, and it's no small feat. Um, and so I think I think that for me personally, I would be overwhelmingly proud of him, which I already am always anyway, regardless of if he makes the team or not. Um, but it would be a pretty neat thing. Keon, for you, 
have there ever been times where, uh, you know, one of your teammates or someone on another team is, has, uh, said something a little sideways about, uh, about mom and you've had to, um, you know, stand up or, or kind of push back or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it really hasn't happened that much. It happened maybe, maybe a few times. Um, never, never really in the game. If anything, it was just from practice, just from some nobodies that, that are just there, you know, um, all of my close friends think it's dope. And like all of, uh, all of the coaches or most of the coaches thought it was cool. No one really ever said anything to me. I remember one time, uh, it was actually, it was after, it was after a game, we were like shaking hands after the game. He was like, Oh, your mom plays football. And like, had like a weird looking face. I'm like, my mom will whoop you in football. And you know, like, I don't know why you're saying that. Cause she would run you over, pancake you, throw you on the ground, this, that. And then he shut up real quick. So I was like, yeah, exactly. What's been the biggest thing, um, uh, or biggest way that, that, uh, that sharing football has impacted the both of you and your relationship? You know, Keon and I have a pretty close, um, relationship anyway you know we um OJ tells me my wife tells me all the time that it's abnormally close right from from the um the way that Keon opens up to me and and um is is wanting to um kind of be in my space as much as he does being that he is you know 16 years old going on 17 um and I think that football you know, has, has, has helped kind of be that thing that's kept us bonded, you know, with something that we're both, um, you know, we're both bigger, although next to him, I don't look very big, but we're both bigger, you know, athletes and both linemen and, 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 um, you know, there's a, there's a, a bond or a unity in that alone, but to be, um, um, a mom, um, of a, of a son who's kind of, um, embracing all the things that you're really good at, you know, it's, it's special. And, um, I know what Keon has inside of him and I know where Keon's where Keon can get to in life because I know, um, what he's made up of, you know, I know who I am, uh, you know, very well now that 40 years old, I can tell you confidently who I am. And, and I know that I'm one of the best linemen in women's football period. Right. And um, I know that Keon can be one of the best linemen in football as well. So I, I think that that bond that we have um, over football or with football or including football, however you want to say it, only adds to um, the strength of our relationship. On behalf of USA Football, thanks for listening to the Football for All podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or the show, please rate it review it, share it with friends, or post about it on social media. A stronger future of football needs people like Elizabeth and Keon and people like you. Head to usafootball.com FDM for more on the football development model and our vision of football for all. This episode was produced by Jacob Fresky and hosted by me, Jesse Giorzi. Supporting content was created by Jacob and the USA Football Creative Team.